1: And enlightenment this is the Glenback
0: program
2: hello America I want to explain a couple of things uh, that I think most Americans are asking what the hell is Swift are, are our sanctions that we put on yesterday are they really more damaging than not allowing Russia to interact financially with any of the banks in the West? That doesn't seem right. What happened to the stock market yesterday? Why did it go up? Is that because the Fed is just pouring more money into the stock market? Uh, or is it that the stock market knows <laughs> Biden's not doing anything that's going to hurt anybody's big business? What is going on? Carol Roth, the author of The War on Small Business, a, she calls herself a recovering investment banker, somebody that knows Wall Street, knows how this game is played and is doing everything to expose it. She's on with us in 60 seconds. As if the everyday garden variety cybercrime wasn't enough to be concerned about, I think it's pretty likely that uh, we may have a massive uptick in cyber hacking in the coming months. Hopefully it is not on a national scale, but God help us. Um, and now, it could be directed by a certain dictator in a certain very aggressive country who just may have perhaps invaded another country recently. I don't know. But I know that we need to lock our life down. And that is what LifeLock does. They can't catch everything. No one can. But they can monitor things better than you can on your own. And if you do become a victim, they have restoration specialists that can work with you to help fix the problem quickly. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but LifeLock can help protect what's yours. LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with a promo code Back 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code back to save 25%. LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. Carol Roth is uh, joining us. Carol, I have so many questions for you today. How are you?
3: I, I do. Well, um, some of them I'm not going to be able to answer because okay. insanity, but uh, we'll do our best to, to muddle our way through this. Okay,
2: Can you at all give us a, uh, a common understanding of what SWIFT is?
3: So the best way I can explain SWIFT is a clearinghouse for the messages about transactions through the international banking system um, to kind of dial it back to the U.S. If you send a wire transfer between banks in the U.S., you have a special code. If you do it internationally, there is a SWIFT code and that entity acts as that sort of clearinghouse between the banks to say, oh, you need to send money from one place to another. So basically cutting off Russia or anybody else means that you don't get to sort of participate in the global banking system in a very rudimentary sort of explanation. Right.
2: And that is important. Again, take it down to the baby level. But that's important. The reason why you would wire transfer something is because if you write a check, uh, it's going to have to sit there and be verified for funds and everything else. If you are doing big business, You're just moving things quickly because you need that transfer to kick in right away. Correct.
3: Uh, True. Except for internationally, it often can take a day or more to clear. But it is, again, that sort of middleman, that international clearinghouse. It's based in Belgium um, for all of the international financial movement, if that makes sense.
2: Okay, And uh, Europe, according to Joe Biden, didn't want to take that step yet. So They didn't see. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Well, of of course they didn't because, you know, they're getting, if it's your Germany, you're getting 40% uh, of your oil from Russia. So they understand um, the precarious position they're in. And I'm sure they put a lot of pressure on Joe Biden and saying, listen, you know, we can't afford it. And oh, by the way, geniuses, you don't have the uh, exports now, now that you're no longer energy independent to be able to help us out here. So what are we going to do? And I imagine those were the types of discussions um, happening behind closed doors to have a very weak set of sanctions put out against Russia.
2: So Joe Biden says that the sanctions that he did put on (laughs) are just mind numbingly crippling for uh, Putin and Russia. How would you describe them?
3: Well, he actually had somebody um, within his administration, one of the members of the uh, Economic Council that said they weren't meant to disrupt the flow of energy and, uh, you know, basically completely contradicted that. So they seemed um, kind of like everything the Biden administration has done, much more for show than for any sort of actual impact. If you wanted to have impact, you know, not only would you have put that pressure in terms of taking rush out from Swift, maybe putting, say, Sanctions on putin themselves disrupting energy i mean really getting serious and um you know certainly none of that transpired so
2: i mean to hit uh putin where he lives and to really destroy russia the best thing to do is be an a uh, massive exporter of oil um and drive the price of oil you know at least below eighty dollars a barrel because that's what it That's that's where they make money is 70, 80 dollars a barrel, anything over that. So drive the price of oil down cripples him or cut him off. If you don't do that, it's like it would be like we're going to sanction Glenn Beck. He can make (laughs) money in broadcasting, but no ballet dollars are coming his way.
3: Yeah, it would be like telling me, oh, well, I'm sorry, Carol, you can no longer eat the cauliflower. I'm so, so so sorry, that's going to devastate me on my diet. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, if you look at the Russian economy, about 60% of their GDP um, comes from the oil and gas exports. So certainly, anything that disrupts that, whether it's disrupting getting payment for that, driving down the price overall, or just not allowing them to be able to export it, all of those kinds of things would be devastating. And we have seen brave people in Russia who were marching in the streets saying, we don't want any war. If things are getting worse there economically, those voices are only going to get louder. So that would you know, put that um, feeling out to the world that Joe Biden was serious and that he wanted to really take a stand and would make other countries potentially think twice about things they might want to do, like you right. know, China invading Taiwan. Uh, unfortunately, we did not see that.
2: Uh, so what happened to the stock market yesterday? I, I mean, <laughs> you hear you listen to the president and he is saying there's going to be real pain from the American people. Uh, They're going to they're going to really have price increases, disruption of all kinds of things, maybe even a cyber attack. The biggest war possibly since World War Two. And uh, he's going to try to ease the pain and the stock market goes up. Is that because a the people on Wall Street know this isn't this is business as usual? Or B, the Fed just buying up more stocks and there's no reality anymore in the stock market?
3: Uh, as the meme says, Glenn, why not both? <laughs> um, it's, it's a little bit of each of those. I think there was an expectation that these sanctions were going to be somewhat worse and that that may escalate um, conflict and or um, you know, change the ability to get some of the key exports and in- increase the prices of those. And and Russia has many of them, not only oil and gas, but aluminum, um, you know, uh, wheat and, and and other things. So the fact that Joe Biden was weak, the stock market goes, oh, he's not really serious. And so th- there's part of the rally on that. The Fed piece of it is that there's this expectation for rate hike coming up um, in March in a couple of weeks and the prior to yesterday the expectation was that there was going to be an increase of 50 basis points which is half a percent um, and with the conflict you know potentially ongoing stretching out you know that gives the fed a little bit of cover to say well it's you know uncertain we're not sure how it's going to play in you know yada 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 um, and that maybe that means there's only going to be a 25 basis point or a quarter of a percent increase but whatever it is it it gives the fed a little bit more cover whether it's in march or for the rest of the year to slow play taking away their their monetary support from the market which the market loves so i think you have a little bit of both of those yes
2: this is you know i i've i've never understood uh more than now the shakespeare line all the world is but a stage um I feel like every day we're watching a show he's he's telling the American people this is really going to hurt you um, and we're going to pay a high price at the gas at the gas station. And don't you oil producers charge extra and gouge people at this time while he's buying more oil this week from Russia than we bought the week before. And we're making it easy for Iran and buying Iranian oil as well. This is none of this is real.
3: No, it's so frustrating. I mean, Joe Biden has some levers he could pull to do a 180 on the economy, um, certainly returning our energy independence, uh, firing up those oil and gas leases, returning to the Keystone Pipeline, all of those kinds of things he could do a 180 on, and it would be very well received. Uh, The average American would benefit from it. And, you know, just from a, even if you're somebody who's climate change and, you know, I'm focused on green. The reality is that that oil is getting produced anyway. So would you rather have Russia or Iran be the ones that are producing it, or would you rather have the technological leader of the United States do it in a manner where we know there's a focus on making it more clean and more green? Right. So it, it fundamentally doesn't make any sense um, other than some of the wonderful things that you've presented in your book, Glenn, The Great Reset, that everybody should read about if they haven't
2: mm. already. All right. We're with Carol Roth. She is the author of The War on Small Business, a former recovering investment <laughs> banker. Um, I asked her on today because uh, there's a problem with wheat. There's now, because of this conflict, there's a problem with oil and gas. There's a, a problem with fertilizer, we are headed for real troubled times, uh, and she's got some tips on what the average person should and can do about it, back in one minute with more from Carol Roth. Seven. Our sponsor this half hour is my pillow. Um, you know, how did you sleep last night? Uh, I actually, I have a feather pillow that my wife keeps on the bed, you know because. We've got to have a bunch of pillows. I don't know why we throw them on the floor at night. Why do we have all the pillows? Anyway, um, I got home last night. I had to give a speech and I got home. It was about 1230 and I was so tired. I just put my head down on one of those pillows and I woke up about a half hour later and already my neck was stiff and I felt the pillow and I'm like, this is not my pillow. And uh, so I grabbed that and slept all the way through until the alarm clock went off. Mypillow.com. They've got great things to help you get the best night's sleep ever. Check out right now the flash sale on their Giza Dream Sheets, which are fantastic. Um, Also, if you use the promo code BECK, you'll get a free copy of Mike Lindell's new book uh, with your purchase. Enter the promo code BECK, B-E-C-K. Call them, 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117, or go to mypillow.com. Use the promo code Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Carol, is all of this this excuse of uh ukraine are are we just being played on this with energy prices are the energy costs going to go up because of what we're doing um you know with esg and cutting the financing of of our own uh slitting our own throat (laughs) or is this ukraine thing actually playing a role
3: so, uh, I mean, this has been going on, um, as we've seen for you know well over a year, um, good, better part of almost two years now. And the Ukrainian conflict is just several days old. So despite the media's attempt to say, oh, this is the, the reason for it, um, obviously us bowing out, of production, um, you know, from some of the decisions the Biden administration made—the canceling of oil and gas leases, the uh, canceling of the Keystone pipeline, whatnot—and also the ESG pressure um, that made it uh, so that many of the the companies that were involved in oil exploration and, and whatnot, um, and refinements not want to do as much of it over the last couple of years. So there has been, you know, a lot of pressure outside, um, both through government and through sort of this, you know, global ESG fascination that has depressed, um, the U.S.'s position. And obviously that's put some, um, uh, some, some. Cricks in the in the road here, uh, as well as you know, the OPEC oil cartel, obviously they wanted to make up. Um, for some of the lost money that uh, happened over the pandemic. So, you know, they did not ramp up productions to the level to meet demand. So all of these things factor in, as well as disruption in the supply chain. You know, it, it's harder and more expensive to get the refined gasoline to the station. I mean, just so many things that all snowball together. So so that has all created um, a big issue and it's going to be an ongoing issue whether or not this Russia-Ukraine conflict, you know, continues. That being said, uh, if it escalates, (laughs) yes, it will have a further impact on top of what we're already seeing. You know, currently, you know, we have um, oil that's over $90 a barrel, you know, it could go over $100 organically before they probably start push, you know, pushing out more oil. Um, if this escalates from a, a Russia-Ukraine perspective, you could see $140 a barrel oil. So it's very, very meaningful in terms of that incremental amount, but it's not like without it we'd be at you know $70 or $60.
2: Uh, we see uh, the price of fertilizer, 300% increase. That has some to do with natural gas Um, we have the any oil products um, even even uh, you know bug killers that you you put on your crops Um, wheat is going through the roof uh, today we are going to be facing some real problems at the supermarket in the next six to eight months do you am I reading that right
3: uh, certainly, I would say We are definitely going to be facing issues. We have been facing issues. Inflation is going to continue. The question is, is it a problem or is it a mega problem? But either way, you should be prepared. You should be prepared every day, but you should be prepared for this conflict to escalate. Um, Nobody's ever been sad about being (laughs) overprepared. It usually happens in the other direction. So there are definitely steps that you can take today just to make sure that you have your ducks in a row.
2: And what are those steps?
3: So on the energy front, um, you know, simple things, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, not only with the price, but, you know, are there potentially you know, escalating cyber attacks that end up disrupting you know, our, our own infrastructure? You know, if you, I don't know if you remember way back uh, in the early days of the Joe Biden presidency, he gave Putin a list of here are the critical things that are off limits for cyber attacks. So right. Basically, roadmap of of everything that they should attack. Should there be an issue? Uh, So you as an individual should make sure, you know, with your cars that you keep your gas tanks full, that if you have the ability to store extra gasoline, that you have some, some extras just in case not only the price goes up, but we end up in a position where there's some rationing. You don't want to be caught in that position. And as you and I've talked about Glenn before, For your house, have backup generators and other sources um, of energy in in case there's an issue.
2: I know that I I take propane um, and I called yesterday. I just got a delivery, I don't know, a few months ago, Um, and I called them up and said, could you please come out and tap my tank off? They said, sure, you're on a waiting list now. This was yesterday. They said the phones are ringing off the hook. Your heating oil, everything. You should get on a list now to get that full. So you're paying A, this price, and B, if something happens, you have a full tank
3: hundred percent hundred percent um with other supply chain issues same kinds of things both from a price increase standpoint and to make sure you have extras in case of disruptions uh get the extra water get something that can distill down your water and take the, the yucky stuff out uh, just in case there's an issue stock up on uh things that are not perishable in terms of food, stock up on medicine, have an emergency supply kit, all of those things that should something, you know, kind of really go awry here, a big escalation that you are prepared. Um, And then on the financial standpoint, we were talking about the, the stock market and being all over the place. This is the time when people who are not sophisticated investors tend to panic. And I want to give a quote from Warren Buffett, whose politics I don't particularly like but boy, is he a great investor. And his famous quote was always that investors should be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. So when you have those days where the stock market is going down and companies that you like or the overall stock market you know, is in that bad position, that's the time when you slowly start putting money to work and building up your positions or what we call dollar cost averaging into stocks. Do not, pull your money
2: out of out of fear carol thank you so much god bless you we will uh we'll talk to you again um carol roth kind of our our show's financial uh advice giver if you will she watches all of this for us and helping the average person know what to do in these troubled times carol roth the war on small business is the book the glenn back program let me tell you about uh, gold and silver uh, and gold is up. Uh, it's always up when when money goes down, when when the value of your dollar is going down through inflation or, or times of trouble. Gold always goes up. Well, that's happening now. And maybe you think it's too expensive for you. They have an accumulation uh, program with for this little as two hundred dollars a month you can get started acquiring precious metals with gold line this is the only company that does this they didn't do it a few years ago and i asked them to i said is there anything we can do for all the people who say i just don't have money to invest in gold and they said yeah we do this so for as little as 200 dollars a month get started in investing some of your money in gold or silver this week they are offering a special ending tonight when you sign up for the exclusive uh, accumulation program you'll get a uh, ounce of solid silver for free just as a thank you from Goldline. this offer is available when you sign up online at
0: goldline.com sign up online goldline.com blaze tv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to glaze tv
2: This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, We are reaching out now to uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Uh, There's a couple of things that uh, I mean, this office is very, very busy in Texas. I think he had 22 lawsuits uh, more than anybody else against the Obama administration. And is he on Ken? How many how many lawsuits have you filed in the last year against uh, the Biden administration?
1: 23, Twenty-three as of yesterday. <laughs> so it took you
2: a while to get up to twenty-two um, with the Obama administration. I think that took you what two years?
1: Uh, it took me. Tw- I did. I did twenty-seven and twenty-seven months. It was one a month with Biden. It's Holy about one tw- two a month.
2: That is remarkable. Uh, so you've added. Um, uh, uh, well, I don't know if these are actual uh, federal lawsuits. The mask mandate lawsuit on public transportation, does that include the FAA and and air traffic?
1: Yes, it absolutely. That's what it's targeted at. Um, yeah, so we are suing them over the mask mandate on airplanes and transportation hubs. And I think they don't have the authority to do it under, under federal law. They haven't been given that authority by Congress.
2: So um, not only do they not have the authority, it, it makes no sense. It, I mean, it's worse than saying you have to wear a mask when you walk into a restaurant. But once you sit down, the, you know, the yeah. Omicron doesn't doesn't operate at that low level. Um, airplanes are the air is filtered over and over and over again. It's clean air compared to what you would breathe any place else.
1: Well, they certainly haven't documented why it's, it's essential to have masks on airlines, especially when masks don't work. There's no documentation on whether they work or not. And then, of course, if you've been on a flight recently, you'll hear them say something about some type of a criminal penalty. If you don't abide, well, they made that up, too. There is no criminal penalty in law. And so they certainly can't enforce something like that through the CDC, which is how they've tried to push this, the Center for Disease Control.
2: So they're lying to us when they say there's a criminal penalty?
1: Well, there is one as it's created by the CDC, but the CDC doesn't have the authority to create criminal penalties unless Congress told them they could do it.
2: So I could challenge that.
1: Yeah, better let me do it. <laughs> okay.
2: Um one of the other things that you're you're doing is um categorizing sex change procedures, child abuse, and you're getting a lot of heat for that. Tell me about that.
1: well, you know I may get a lot of heat. My job is to when I'm asked by a committee chairman of the legislature or by a by by a, the governor or lieutenant governor what is the state of the law on this issue? Well, I was asked what is the state of the law on this issue and i we 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 spent a lot of time researching it. We heard from all sides, and we determined that yes, indeed, it is child abuse to uh Sterilize your child, whether it's chemically or it's uh, physically. Before they should—that's something they should make a decision about when they're of the age of majority. Before that, it's child abuse.
2: Especially since doctors now are restrained from even discussing other options or or saying, "Hey, maybe we should have," you know, a psychiatrist talk to you first. There, there's, there, the the the, the science on this has gone to the crazy zone.
1: Yeah, and, and the reality is, the uh, studies I've seen, we cite them. I think in the in the opinion, talk about how down the road, many of these kids really regret that they they were changed. And remember, this is it's not like their sex was actually changed. They are male and female. It's it's a fact based on chromosomes. You, they do modifications that give appearances that they've changed sex, but in reality, sex hasn't changed. The modification has just changed their physical. The way they are physically um
2: what were your thoughts on um what happened up in canada with the truckers
1: so i you know i have a lot of respect for those guys and and certainly we're in the process right now of investigating gofundme for what they did that it sounded very i mean it's like stealing people's money when they committed it to a cause they believe in I'm, I'm proud of those guys they certainly have courage and we're gonna we're gonna find out what happened to gofundme and, and whether they they have uh, violated state law which is on the face of it certainly looks like if you take somebody's money and then you, you try to switch it out to give it something else that does look like consumer fraud on its face.
2: I'm, I'm concerned about how the central bank up there, the finance minister or their treasury secretary um, could just take people's uh, funds away, shut down their access to banking services and insurance Is there anything that we can do as states to make sure that can't happen?
1: Um, You know, I think the thing we could do is encourage our our federal legislators. And we we can pass laws in states to try to protect people. Uh, It it, it would be hard to to make that translate to Canada. But as an example, we just sued the Biden administration, the ATF, over trying to regulate and tax suppressors. And we have a law in Texas that was passed in, in the last legislative session that said, Basically, we control regulation of suppressors that are manufactured in Texas, and we're suing the federal government because our, one of our arguments is under the Second Amendment, you can't, you can't tax something that's constitutionally allowed. You can't make people pay money to exercise their Second Amendment right.
2: I know that uh, Texas has um, passed a law on the E in ESG, um, but what about the rest of us? What about uh, losing our um you know ability to to bank or to get loans based on some sort of social score are we thinking about widening that
1: you know i i actually have a pretty keen interest in this because when i became attorney general within the first couple of months i started losing my ability to transact through big banks uh i got my account shut down i've had uh I've had uh, my 401k at work shut down that Charles Schwab kicked me out of all my funds. Why? And it, and it, every letter was the same. Uh, my Chase uh, credit card said the same thing. It was I was a reputational risk. And I was told that I was put on a list by the Obama administration when I became Attorney General of Texas. And from that point on, I've had trouble. I can't do transactions with it like a Merrill Lynch or a, any kind of big bank. I'm on a list. And I can't even pursue having credit or having an account. So I had to get out of all my Charles Schwab funds, which I'd been with them for 22 years. They kicked wow. me out of all of them.
2: So what are we doing to make sure this doesn't happen? Because that's that is the ESG score. That is part of the Great Reset. And and can uh, there there are um, treasurers and uh, and uh, lawmakers all across the country that. Texas should be leading this, um, but they're, we've got 20 different states working on this to stop it, so it doesn't happen.
1: Well, I'd love to see the Texas legislature address it. I, from my office, I, I don't make law, but they, they can make law and they could they could exercise some type of penalty or, or oversight of any type of uh, business that, that punishes people for their political views and, and puts people on a list where they can't, basically operate in, in the financial world or in other places, if they get cut off, I think there should be some type of legislation passed in Texas.
2: And you you don't even have the, I mean, you can't even face your accuser. How do you get your name off that list?
1: No, I don't know. I, I even went to talk to uh, Mick Mulvaney, who is chief of staff at, at the White House. I said, Nick, Mick, how do, I'm on this list. I know I'm on this list because I've been told I'm on this list by some of the bankers who didn't want to do it, told me I was on that list. I said, how do I get off? And he even he couldn't figure out where, where it was. I, I thought because he was that agency before that does all that kind of crazy stuff, that uh, the CFPB, I thought he might be able to figure it out. No one's been able to tell me how I got on the list. I just know what happened during the Obama administration, I, and I don't know where the list is. I don't know who has it. Wow.
2: That's terrifying. I know I'm
1: not alone. I know there are other Oh, no, I know. On that
2: list. And there's going, to be, there's going to be more and more. I mean, with what Justin Trudeau did, if you don't think that our government uh, learned a lesson and maybe even taught them what to do, uh, you're mistaken. More and more people are going to be in this situation. Ken, thank you very much.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on, Glenn. Have a great day, and thanks for doing Collin County last night.
2: Oh, yeah, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. By the way, he is uh, running against George P. Bush, Can we please, for the love of everything good and sacred, not put another Bush in office? Please. Oh, well, which which George Bush were you talking about? Were you George A. Bush? George B. Bush? George C. Bush? D. Bush? E. Bush? F. Bush? Can we... I mean, we have almost the entire alphabet. Let's stop with the Bushes, please. All right. Our sponsor this half hour, a a line has been drawn in the sand for quite a while now. And that line isn't between Democrat and Republican or conservative and liberal. It's between people who believe in America and leftism. That's not Democrats. That's not liberal. It's leftism, plain and simple. One of the best ways to fight against leftism is for you and I to join together wherever we can to support businesses that hold the same values and fight for those values just like we do. And if they can save you money in the process, it has to be as least as good. But if it can give you better service and save you money, it's a no brainer. We've been talking about Patriot Mobile for quite a while now, and I believe in them because they are exactly that kind of company that I've been looking for and I think you're looking for. They have mobile plans to fit any budget. Their 100% U.S.-based customer support team is awesome. More importantly, Patriot Mobile, Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, veterans, first responders. So what are you waiting for? Sign up now, patriotmobile.com slash Beck, or call 1-800, uh, I'm sorry, or call 972-PATRIOT. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Can anybody tell? 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or uh, patriotmobile.com uh, slash Beck. Make sure you uh, use the promo code Beck and you get a special free activation just by using that. It's 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Say-
0: this is the Glenn Back Program.
2: <laughs> is it irrational that my, uh, my, my
0: doneness of the Bush family, is it irrational at this point? I don't i don't think it's irrational generally it it is a bit unfair in some ways that Ah. you immediately just assume anyone with the last name is bad however he's getting the benefit of a lot of people saying anyone with that last name is good
1: right in texas like the reason
0: why he's in second place is not because he's yeah more qualified yeah. than some of the other candidates it's because he's you know name recognition
2: yeah yeah a And why he, uh, you know a, a giant globalist family i mean i just think that's i think we should stop with the stop with the bushes I, stop with the bushes uh,
0: get stay out the bushes yes yeah, jesse out, jackson once yeah, said. stay out the bushes uh, i think also too there is a very rational uh, argument to be made that Despite how incredibly wonderful and qualified a person may be, we don't just continually put people from the same family into power over and over again. Yeah, this I think is could be very bad. It's a bad idea. Generally, yeah, like yeah. I, there's usually people in other families that can do the job. Usually well, that's the case. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know,
2: and and uh, um, it just it irritates me that it's always George give it any letter of the alphabet right. bush i mean i'd rather have james t kirk than george p bush is he running you know what I mean? uh no he but i would actually i good would leader he would be a good leader but i would actually take a mental patient that thought he was james <laughs> t kirk and every time he walked into the courtroom he said put your phasers on stun i'd rather have that guy yeah
0: at this point at this point what about another clinton are you are you up for another Hillary, no i'm not Hillary up run? for another clinton I was thinking back to her great career as our secretary of state mm. for a moment yeah and that incredible moment where she presented in, in the well, the wrong word but a reset button yes to uh, a to great Russia. reset button now this is right after they had uh, um mm-hmm. attacked out of nowhere for no reason the country of georgia yeah yeah uh, and uh their president sakashvili yeah uh, who by the way is now uh in prison mm. um a political prison and uh, in the middle of a hunger strike It would be great to hear what he has to say about all this, but he can't talk because uh, he's currently in prison. Um, But uh, then they did the same thing uh, after the reset button uh, with Crimea. And uh, now they're doing this. It's almost as if they don't care what we tell them or say to them.
2: You know, it's weird um, that, uh, you know, these these great globalists that Mm -hmm. uh, just really know Russia... You know, between Joe Biden and, and the Clintons, they know Russia and Putin. And uh, now we're in a now we're in a cold war where the two presidents aren't even talking.
0: Mm, that's you know? that's great. Yeah. And, and again, we just spent many minutes talking about uh, the issues with the uh, Bush family and presidency. And there were many. Mm. Uh, however, in 2008, they took steps that stopped Putin from advancing on Georgia. They were actually able to stop it. So, Bush was able to stop it. Uh, Obama let it happen. Trump, they didn't even try it. And then, here we are with Biden, and it's happening in in even worse circumstances. An even more overwhelming show of force. Well, it's because
2: joy behar can't get to italy now yeah well that's that's what, the main, I, that's what I was leading to yeah, which is yeah. the real crisis i here. have to play this one more time before <laughs> yes before yes, we it. leave here it is
0: estimates are fifty thousand ukrainians yes. will be dead or wounded yeah and Yesterday. that this is going to start a humanitarian mm. crisis a refugee crisis in europe we're right. talking about five million people listen, that listen. that are going to be displaced yeah. Yeah. i mean
2: listen to Whoopi. It, it's
0: it's heartbreaking to says? hear what is going to happen yeah well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. You know, you just, you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of, of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, who's going to, what's going to happen there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 That's my reaction this is, to that. This yeah. is Marie Antoinette. Well, let them eat cake. I mean, it is that out
0: of touch. It really is that out of touch. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel—I feel for Joy. Do you? I feel her pain. Yeah. You know she wants to go,
2: Glenn. I would. She lo- can't go. If I could get her out of our country, I'd pay for that trip. I'd pay for that. That trip.
0: would be wonderful. We should send her to Italy. That would what? be nice. We she can s- go and visit. And
2: well, she could be sent somewhere. I'll tell you that. Okay. Someplace a little warmer, like a lot warmer, <laughs> like hell.
3: <laughs> this is the Glenn.